Hello and welcome to the Rational National Podcast. I'm your host, David Dole. Coming up on today's show, three YouTube segments. The first one, Bernie Sanders calls for the release of Lula da Silva, followed by Bernie's powerful question, are you truly free? And ending on first two Democratic debate lineups announced. Now, I was possibly going to combine another four segments into this podcast, but I'm going to save those for uh, the podcast tomorrow just to uh, split them up. But um, I don't really have much else to say today. I, I do want to remind people that if you are on Twitch to uh, follow me on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash The Rational National. And I recently did a, a, a live stream this week. I streamed on both YouTube and Twitch at the same time, which is something that I will do when I can. But there are some cases where... Um, if I'm not too sure how YouTube is going to handle some content, because YouTube is a little more strict with that stuff, uh, like with, with copyrighted material, then I'll just stream on Twitch, uh, especially if I'm playing a, you know, a game or something and I just want to chat with the audience. So it's good to follow me on both just to uh, ensure that you're, um, you know where I'm at if I'm, if I'm doing something. But uh, yeah, that's about it. So uh, here are the segments. Showcasing exactly why Bernie Sanders is the standout 2020 candidate, he has now called for the release of political prisoner and former Brazilian president Lula da Silva. Now, this follows explosive reporting that confirms a larger conspiracy by Lula's opposition to throw him in jail. So this report was out of the intercept from Glenn Greenwald and Victor Pugy. Hidden plot. Exclusive. Brazil's top prosecutors who indicted Lula schemed in secret messages to prevent his party from winning 2018 election. So following that reporting, Bernie Sanders tweeted this out. During his presidency, Lula da Silva oversaw huge reductions in poverty and remains Brazil's most popular politician. I stand with political and social leaders across the globe who are calling on Brazil's judiciary to release Lula and annul his conviction. So first off, understand here how big of a story this is. Bernie is the only 2020 candidate that is calling for the release of Lula da Silva. This is an issue that all 2020 candidates should have to respond to. But because the media at large has been so inept at their job, it's not a question that is coming up to any of these candidates. But Bernie is taking the initiative and discussing how Lula should be released. Now, before I go any further... I should give a real shout out here to uh, Michael Brooks of The Michael Brooks Show. He's been on this story the entire time. He's really the one that has put this on everyone else's uh, radar. And I actually interviewed him a few weeks ago to discuss the investigation into Lula. So let me show you a, a clip from that interview that gives you a little more context into uh, what exactly happened there. There was this huge corruption investigation called Lava Jato, right? And yeah. the car wash investigation. And this is... Every time you read a report, they'll say that Lula isn't because he eventually was sent to prison in a way that, you know, and this is when I really started strongly covering it because it was extraordinary. I mean, he was leading in the polls for the presidency and he was put in jail literally based off of witness testimony and for something that the prosecutor called indeterminate acts. The prosecutor is also the judge, which is another incredible, like, it's literally a piece of Brazilian law that goes back to the Inquisition that they haven't changed. So right. this very, very politically motivated, vindictive prosecutor put Lula in jail while he was leading in the polls. And then the court silenced him during the election. 
They wouldn't let him do interviews. You know, he, he released a couple of letters. So it just became really clear, like, on one level, okay, this is bullshit, and also this is really dangerous, and I do see a U.S. hand in this because the DOJ cooperated very significantly with Lava Jato, and I do think even though Lula did his best to, you know, establish and work cooperatively really with everybody, I mean, literally from, like, Ahmadinejad to Bush, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, they the Workers' Party were not willing to privatize core strategic assets in like the oil sector as an example. So I do think that that's a part of this story. Yeah. So you have a guy who lifted about 35 million people from poverty, wow. maybe more. Uh, so by my types of measures that I consider to be the most important thing, and the historian Perry Anderson said he's the best, he's the most successful president of the 21st century. So I'll link to that full interview uh, above the video if you want to go watch that. But essentially here, Lula da Silva lifted 35 million people out of poverty, was thrown in jail on trumped-up corruption charges right before an election to silence him. And then that same judge that threw Lula in jail was then appointed Bolsonaro, the new Brazilian president, Bolsonaro's justice minister. So even before this explosive reporting came out of The Intercept showcasing the direct connections and the, or, or I should say the, the exact conspiracy to throw Lula in jail... There was already clearly something going on there. Now, in addition to uh, Bernie Sanders calling for Lula's release, Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna has also called for it. So this from The Intercept. Quote, this reporting confirms what we knew all along, that Moro, the judge, was a bad actor and part of a larger conspiracy to send Lula to jail, Khanna told The Intercept in an emailed statement. While it's not for America to make a factual judgment on Lula's innocence, this reporting shows Moro was not impartial and coordinated with the prosecutors. This violates all judicial norms and ethics. I hope the Trump administration supports a full investigation into this matter, given Lula is still in jail and Moro is Bolsonaro's justice minister. And Sanders said that the exposures should free Lula. Quote, Today, it is clearer than ever that Lula da Silva was imprisoned in a politicized prosecution that denied him a fair trial and due process. During his presidency, Lula oversaw huge reductions in poverty and remains Brazil's most popular politician. I stand with political and social leaders across the globe who are calling on Brazil's judiciary to release Lula and annul his conviction, Sanders said in a statement provided to uh, The Intercept. So, understand why this is so important. Bernie Sanders being the only 2020 candidate to call this out, to release a statement about this, even before any reporter asks him about it, it shows his desire to really have a, a, a real impact, a positive impact worldwide. He understands his place, and he understands the, the power that he would have as president. So statements like this are, are important now as a candidate, but they're even more important if he becomes president, and he understands this. He understands his power as the president to affect real positive change across the globe. Are you truly free if you are unable to go to a doctor when you are sick? Yesterday in a speech, Bernie Sanders laid out what democratic socialism means to him and also unveiled his economic bill of rights, which includes affordable housing, health care, a quality education, a clean environment, a secure retirement, and a decent job that pays a living wage. Now, there are so many aspects of this speech that I could highlight. It was about a 45-minute speech, but there is 
a couple sections I want to pull out. So I really want to focus on this one clip here where Bernie discusses what exactly is freedom. Freedom is an often used word, but it is time that we took a hard look at what that word actually means. Ask yourself, what does it really mean to be free? Are you truly free if you are unable to go to a doctor when you are sick or face financial bankruptcy when you leave the hospital? Are you truly free if you cannot afford the prescription drugs you need in order to stay alive? Are you truly free when you spend half of your limited income on housing and are forced to borrow money from a payday lender at 200% interest rates? Are you truly free if you are 70 years old and forced to work because you lack a pension or enough money to retire? Are you truly free if you are unable to go to a college or a trade school because your family lacks the income? Are you truly free if you are forced to work 60 or 80 hours a week because you cannot find a job that pays you a living wage? Are you truly free if you are a mother with a newborn baby, but you are forced to go back to work immediately after the birth of that child because you lack paid family leave? Are you truly free if you are a small business owner or a family farmer who is driven out of business by the monopolistic practices of big business? Are you truly free if you are a veteran who has put his or her life on the line to defend this country and tonight will be sleeping out on the streets? So for me, this was the most powerful part of Bernie's speech because what it does is it reframes the discussion. It really makes you sit with it and think. And because he, he's asking it in this way to, for you to think about it, are you truly free if you can't afford health care? Are you truly free if you can't afford housing? Are you truly free if you have to go back to work after you just give birth? I mean, think about that. So the word freedom has been taken over for many years by conservatives. But their freedom, what is it really? It's corporate freedom. It's allowing corporations to charge you as much as they want, to pollute as much as they want, to give as much of their profits as possible to the top of these companies. That's what conservative freedom is. But what is actual freedom for the people? So Bernie phrasing or reframing the discussion like this, I think is incredibly powerful and important. So let me just give you some more context here on some of the issues that he touched on. So, for example, with healthcare, a new study from academic researchers found that 66.5% of all bankruptcies were tied to medical issues, either because of high costs of care or time out of work. An estimated 530,000 families turn to bankruptcy each year because of medical issues and bills, the research found. Are you truly free if you're one of those people? I mean, at a time when, like, it's, it's one thing if no other country had universal health care and this was just uncharted waters, but it's not. This isn't a new idea. So this, this shouldn't even be a discussion anymore. It's obvious 
that universal health care, at least in the form of, of Medicare for all, where everybody is guaranteed health care, should be put into place because that gives you actual freedom. Another issue he touched on, uh, prescriptions. So when you look at the cost, this is from Vox, when you, when you look at the cost of prescriptions in the U.S. compared to every other country, it's insane. Whether it's on uh, for, for uh, an asthma inhaler, I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, insulin, exact same thing. Even for retail prescription uh, uh, medications, it's the same thing. It's more expensive in the U.S. than anywhere else. And why is that? Because corporations have more freedom than individuals. Now, another aspect of this is um, uh, putting caps on on payday lenders. Or So he mentioned there uh, payday lenders and how, I mean, they make tons and tons of money off of people who can't afford their bills. So this goes to the legislation or, or the, the bill that um, AOC and Bernie Sanders are pushing out there that seeks to put a 15% cap on uh, credit card and loan interest. So again, all of these various issues, whether it's capping interest rates, Medicare for all, Pharmacare for all, paid family leave, this gives you actual freedom. Not that BS freedom that you've been sold by conservatives. This is actual freedom for the people. I mean, try to argue against this. Think about it in your, in your, your own life. For you, what would freedom mean? Now, one more quote I want to, uh, from this speech I want to hit on is, uh, this is more of a bonus because I, I enjoyed seeing this. This was Bernie Sanders <laughs> quoting FDR. So, I mean, this, this quote applies to FDR as much as it applies to Bernie Sanders now. And I quote, never before in all our history have these forces been so united against one candidate as they stand today. They are unanimous in their hate for me, and I welcome their hatred. I mean, yeah, that says it all. Bernie Sanders is up against the establishment, whether it's the media establishment, whether it's the corporate establishment, whether it's the Democratic Party establishment or the political establishment, Bernie's up against all of it. And it's not just Bernie. Bernie and this progressive movement is up against all of it. And that's another issue he kept hitting on uh, time and time again was how important it is to have this, this grassroots movement to actually enact this, this real change. I mean, when you look back in history, all of the, the drastic changes that have happened, all of the improvements in life have happened because of movements, not because of an individual, the stuff that FDR instituted. It wasn't because one day FDR was like, you know what, I think people should have social security. No, it was because of the workers movement, because of, of, of a, a left-wing movement that pushed FDR to support these various issues and to actually institute the New Deal. So what Bernie is doing here is continuing that with an economic bill of rights. And I really... Look, I suggest you watch the entire speech because this was a very powerful speech and it it um it essentially lays out why at least I think Bernie is clearly the uh, the most important candidate in this race and the person that people should be supporting. NBC News along with the Democratic Party have announced the lineups for the first two Democratic Party debates happening later this month. Now, I'm going to break the debates down or at least the lineups down. 
But first, let me show you exactly how these matchups were uh, decided. So to decide the matchups, candidates' names were drawn manually at NBC News headquarters at 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York. One representative of each of the qualifying campaigns was invited to attend the draw, along with officials from the Democratic National Committee. Campaign representatives saw the respective candidates' paper slip with their name on it before it was folded and placed inside the box. Candidates were divided into two groups, those who polled on average at or above 2% through midnight on Wednesday, June 12th, and those who polled on average below 2% through midnight on Wednesday, June 12th. Now, as you're going to see, the results came out sort of one-sided. Now, regardless of how the matchups came out, people were going to complain anyways. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these lists. There is no perfect debate lineup for for whoever you're supporting. There's always going to be some issue you can take with something. So let me uh, first show you night one, and we can discuss exactly who this may help, at least in terms of my perspective on who I would support on this stage. So on Wednesday, June 26th, the lineup is uh, Senator Cory Booker, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Representative Beto O'Rourke, uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, John Delaney, Tulsi Gabbard, Julian Castro, Tim Ryan, Bill de Blasio, and Jay Inslee. Now, you may notice, in terms of frontrunners, it's Elizabeth Warren versus everyone else. There is nobody else on the stage with her that is in the top five. That's just how it came out. So again, I don't think this was rigged. The people were there in person. The the representatives of the campaigns were there in person. They saw the ballots go into the box. This was not rigged, but this is how it came out. And which also means you may think this could help or hurt Warren, depending on how you look at it. So the plus side of this, I mean, immediately, I think it will help Warren in the sense that she will clearly stand above and beyond anybody else on stage. I mean, she is clearly the only front runner in this list on that stage. And I think that will, uh, people will, will notice that. And it'll also make her look in, uh, good in contrast with other candidates on the stage there. So apart from Tulsi Gabbard, there really is nobody else on the stage that can match her on uh, these policy issues. In the case of Tulsi Gabbard, she is better in most cases on foreign policy issues than Elizabeth Warren is. Now, this also, though, has the potential for less people to turn in and watch the debate. So because this really is just, I mean, for most people, for most voters who don't know all these people, they'll know Elizabeth Warren. They may know Beto O'Rourke because he he had a lot of media attention and may know Cory Booker. But nobody else here is really polling all that high. So people may not really want to turn in because they're just going to see uh, Elizabeth Warren. So that's the potential downside for uh, anybody on this debate stage. But... Now let's look at night two. So this is uh, the debate the next day on Thursday, June 27th. And that has uh, Senator Sanders, uh, Kamala Harris, Biden, Buttigieg, Bennett, Marianne Williamson, uh, Eric Swalwell, Kirsten Gillibrand, Andrew Yang, and uh, John Hickenlooper. So immediately, <laughs> the direct obvious uh, contrast to the other debate is that this one is a stacked debate. You have four out of the top five that are in the polling right now in this debate. So Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and Pete Buttigieg. That's kind of crazy. Again, this is random. It, you could make a good argument that that has the potential to hurt everybody here that, that, is, that is one of those front runners because it'll take the attention away 
Um, the fact that there's four of them on stage, it'll take attention away from the others. So if you support Sanders, he'll he'll have a little less attention because you also have Harris, Biden, and Buttigieg on stage. If you support Biden or Buttigieg or Harris, it'll take attention away from them because you have the other three. So again, you can look at this a variety of ways. It can help or hurt any of these candidates. But in terms of Bernie Sanders, who clearly I support and is the obvious choice here on this stage, um, I think he will appear as the uh, clear progressive standout here. So you have Andrew Yang, kind of, uh, though I should say I don't really agree with Andrew Yang on on uh, a number of issues. But I mean, if you're looking at their actual policy proposals, Andrew Yang is closer to, I'd say, Bernie Sanders than Joe Biden. Um, Marion Williamson, another uh, progressive on the stage, has the potential, I guess, to maybe take some attention away from Bernie Sanders. But ultimately here, I think the majority of the attention will be focused on the four frontrunners that are on that stage, which also will end up hurting the other candidates on that stage that are nowhere near them in the polling. So this really has, I mean, it's, it's so hard to predict how this will actually play out who this actually helps, who this actually hurts. It's all dependent, really. It's all subjective. So you may see it differently than I do, but I think there's a fair argument to be made that it could help or hurt Bernie, depending how you look at it. Now, um, let me go to one guy that is not on this stage. And uh, actually, before I get there, there's a point I wanted to hit on that I missed. Uh, When it comes to Biden. So I think having Sanders and Biden on the same stage is a positive for Bernie Sanders. Because right now there are a lot of uninformed voters or misinformed voters that support Joe Biden. And I think a lot of those voters support him because they think Biden is this working class guy. But when it becomes obvious, especially with their policy proposals, with their history, I mean, Bernie and Biden are so completely different on every possible issue, that will become obvious on stage. So if you have people supporting Biden right now that are just supporting him because they like his attachment to Barack Obama, and they don't really know much else, I think they're going to see a clear contrast with uh, Bernie Sanders. So the name recognition factor here is huge. The reason why Biden is leading right now in a lot of the polling is because of name recognition and the fact that he's attached to Barack Obama. But that will change as we are already seeing. Biden's polling continues to go down. So I think Bernie has the potential there to uh, grab a lot of those supporters. Now, one guy who did not make each of the or any of these stages, Mike Ravel. So Mike Ravel uh, is an incredibly progressive uh, former governor of Alaska. He did not make the stage, but he appears to be on track to. So he tweeted this out. State of the Gravel Lanch, folks. Due to weeks of pollsters not including us, we won't be on stage for the June debate. However, with 48,000 donors and rising, and with Mike now included on every poll in the past few weeks, with your support, we are on track for the July debate. So if you take a look at some of the polling right now where Mike Ravel has actually been included, he's polling above a lot of these zero percenters. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's polling above Michael Bennett. I don't know why Bennett's in the race. I don't know who the hell is supporting Bennett. So I mean, that's just one example. There are others on here. Uh, I think it's likely that that Tim Ryan won't last very long. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of people here that are just, I don't see them here much longer. Eric Swalwell. So we're going to have to wait and see. 
Um, but in terms of, of these two debates, let's see how it all plays out. I think these lineups are fine. I think it's going to create an interesting uh, dynamic, especially with Bernie and Biden on the same stage and with Warren essentially having the stage to herself. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on these lineups. Comment below the video.